Hey guys, listen, the interview you're about to watch is very interesting. Look, just understand something. I do not agree with every, I don't even agree with anything my guest espoused. I do not agree with anything he espoused, but it is incredibly important for us to understand why bad actors act badly, to put it so simply and not as eloquently as I possibly could. And so in that sense, I ask you just listen to this with an open mind and open heart and apply your prudence and your reason to fully understanding what I'm trying to do and to exposing what he's trying to do. All right? All right. Enjoy the interview. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pensive Politics with Mr. Watson. I am indeed your host, as always, Christian Watson, and today I have with me someone who is perhaps the most preeminent marketeer uh, if you could call him that, and all of modern politics, especially in the social media era. I have Jacob Wall, an individual who has made interesting made interesting claims uh, that many in the media, and myself included, in, in, deemed to be fabricated and perhaps a little bit superfluous about the personal lives of certain candidates. For example, he and his friend, Mr. Jack Berkman, an attorney, uh, claimed that Elizabeth Warren had an affair with on her husband, uh, and she met some person on a on a on a website for older women. He claimed that Pete Buttigieg sexually assaulted someone, and all of these claims have not really held water. And so I'm here to have Jacob explain to me and to everyone else why, not just why, but because on Pensapodics we go a little bit deeper than the headlines. I want to know the psychology. I want to know the phenomenon that he is trying to create, that he is trying to involve himself in. And so I'm not going to pontificate for too much longer, but Jacob, before I get into the questions and everything, would you like to say anything before I get into questions? Well, the the first thing that I think is important to point out is that anytime uh, we come forward, of course, I have not claimed uh, that Pete Buttigieg raped someone. I've not claimed that Elizabeth Warren um, did anything in particular. What what I have done is I've presented accusations from people that have signed sworn attestations under penalty of perjury. And these people, uh, in my view, anytime we bring forward an accusation, uh, they're very serious. And, and of course, their claims are very credible. And what I would say is that uh, for every press conference we put on, there are 10 press conferences that we don't. Because I'm sure those press conferences are also equally unsubstantiated. I mean, I'm not, not I'm not trying to disrespect you, my friend, but every there have been several of your of your witnesses, like Hunter Kelly, the guy who you, who claimed to you and Mr. Berkman for all intents and purposes, indeed did claim had a encounter with Pete Buttigieg. If he didn't claim that, then you guys wouldn't go into a press conference and parade him around the media and basically by silence and explicitly as well claim he did that. You did claim that he had that encounter. And then he later came out and said that you guys paid him and that he had to actually had to escape Mr. Berkman's house one night because he didn't want to do anything like that. He didn't want to be involved in that kind of a thing. So in all fairness, you do indeed claim, whether it's by silence, whether it's by uh, ind- indirect involvement, you do indeed claim to have some role in the availability of these accusations or else you wouldn't bring them forward. And Mr. Berkman is an attorney. I'm sure he understands that you have to have a very solid case before you bring it forward. So when you have manifest in your little coterie here, 
you, Mr. Berkman, Berkman, your duo here, a legalistic mindset that understands the truth of the uh, truth about the burden of proof, that understands the necessity of evidence-based reasoning, that understands the necessity of empiricism. And then you, my friend, who I will say, I think you are an intelligent person, obviously. I think you are a sly person. I think you are someone who understands how to manipulate the media. Y- to have those two minds in concert, and then to say, oh, well, we don't really know all these people are doing anything or we don't we're not making any claims is to simply engage in my opinion in mischievous activity so why do you do this my friend i'm curious and if you have anything to say to that please i'm curious i'm all ears i want to hear well I, what i think is important to point out and and what i mean to point out is that it is not in fact me accusing someone of something it is somebody making an accusation and me bringing forth that accusation through your support that's right. That's right. And and the other thing that I would say, I mean, as to allegations that we have paid accusers and this sort of thing, nobody has ever come forth with any proof that we have paid any accusers. I mean, this just has never happened. Uh, we've never been sued by anyone uh, thus far. It's just never happened. Um, and and we, we stand behind what we do. We stand behind the the quality of our work and the other thing that I'd point out I mean you you, you mentioned something very interesting which I, I don't think we should we should gloss over which is uh, burdens of proof and there are different standards of proof there are different burdens of proof out there for instance there's the criminal burden of proof which would which would dictate that an accusation is provable beyond a reasonable doubt that, that there can be no reasonable doubt as to the truth of the accusation there's yet another burden of proof that is uh, preponderance of the evidence standard. This is, of course, the standard that is used in civil court. It's the standard that's used in administrative hearings uh, and others. This is a this is a standard that's out there. But I would argue, and I think and you haven't met any of them, by the way. There is no preponderance of evidence that any of your claims been credible. And, well, and I what I would argue is that there's a third standard which exists, and I think it's important to point this out. And that third standard is the Me Too standard, and the Me Too standard says that if there's and the me too standard says that if there's even a 25% chance that the accusation could be true so preponderance would be presumably 50.1% but but the me too standard says that if there's even a 25% chance so we saw that lawyers who uh, hold themselves out to be very credible Deborah Katz and her firm came forth with Christine Blasey Ford Christine Blasey Ford had a very serious accusation against a against somebody who was slated to become a Supreme Court justice. She couldn't remember where the accusation happened, when it happened, uh, really where it happened. Uh, She had no corroboration from other parties as to the accusation. Of course, she didn't uh, put this accusation to any sort of uh, legal cross-examination. Of course, there was political cross-examination of it. So I would argue that in cases such as us bringing forth the Marine gigolo against Elizabeth Warren that in fact he has well look he's a sex worker this is this is America this is real life people do this I mean he he works he there's works not even and, a record of that person existing Jacob come on dude dude what listen. are you talking about he, he appeared at a press conference with us I mean he's a uh, Marine. and no that is an actor that you paid my friend he that is no, not, he's not. He's, people he have tried really he was in the Marines they pulled his records news people have records. Pe- People have tried to actually identify the character you presented in that press conference, and they've had a very hard time doing so. No, no, no. You must be confused with perhaps another press conference because this Marine was identified uh, as Kelvin Wheelie, and that's the name that he used. He signed. It. He had a sworn attestation, uh, which was handed out on paper. But that doesn't mean it's correct. To the media. Plenty uh, of folks lie under perjury. Plenty, plenty of folks do. 
Some folks do. Some folks do, uh, unfortunately. But what I would say is that our what we have brought forth thus far has held up by any reasonable uh, Me Too standard. And and I think really that Jack Berkman and I have become uh, have become the authorities on Me Too. Oh, the, oh, this is a shame. This is satire. No, okay, brother. L- listen, I don't, and I'm not speaking here with any sort of hate or animosity, because I genuinely believe, and I think that most folks who are watching and listening to this right now understand, you're trying to do a form of political satire here. It's like uh, it's like a very like like an elementary level Chaucer, basically. You're basically trying to say. There is the standard that people that I admire, that conservatives have been put up to. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to act as ridiculous as possible. I'm going to make the most outlandish claims, and I'm going to have them intentionally fail so folks can see how the broader Me Too movement, in your opinion, is doing the same thing and doing it erroneously and doing it recklessly. I get the satire. The problem is you present this sort of form of satire, this form of political marketeering, as truth that's the problem you are being deceptive and let's talk about the one of the one of the people who you who you said who you claim never ever ever came against what you said the the hunter kelly person who uh who you used to try to who you tried to use in april of 2019 to facilitate a a a claim against mr pete Buttigieg. um the cut had this to say the cut had this to say that the cut said that by the time they had you had published your claims on Medium, and by the way, that Medium post was actually redacted a little bit afterwards because the guy didn't feel comfortable, uh, saying that a Michigan College student named Hunter Kelly had been a victim of Buttigieg's. Kelly had already recanted the allegations and said Wall contacted him via Instagram to pitch the fake plot under the auspices of a task force set up by the Donald Trump administration. And you guys, of course, said, oh, we had coffee with him. But of, but of course, I mean, even the most the best actors or even the best people they have on video, you can get coffee with them and make it seem legitimate. But if the folks themselves are coming against you and saying this is not legitimate, then why don't you just step forward and say, yes, this is a form of satire. That we are using to make a broader political point. Why do you have to engage with the false ideology of of, of deception and of mischief and mischievous stuff to make this point? I don't get it. I do not. Please, please explain this to me. I'm curious. Well, uh, Christian, what I would say, I mean, when when you talk about Hunter Kelly. Hunter Kelly at one point said that he was kidnapped by us, that he had to make some sort of daring escape from the Berkman residence from the 1599 headquarters. Of course, this was not true. He said that he never posted the the post on Medium when, in fact, when the post went up on Medium, it was reported so many times uh, by people that apparently didn't like the post that Medium sent Hunter Kelly an email and they said, you need to confirm that this is you. We need a selfie of you holding up your ID. He provided that, and he didn't provide that uh, the night before. He didn't provide that uh, days before. He provided that at 5 p.m. Eastern time on the Monday that the allegation went out. So what I would stress and what I would say is that bringing forth an allegation like this is very tough. Within an hour of of putting out the allegation, he received so many calls, so many threats from left-wing activists. His family received threats. And it's a very hard thing. And I heard, I was sitting there as his father called him, and I won't repeat the language that his father used, but his father said, I don't care if this is true. You're going to pull this back and you're going to say that you were set up by these two guys. That's what you're going to do. Really? They couldn't take the heat. So so, so let me understand this. He is going, okay, this individual who supposedly sexually assaulted According to your little, according to your case, by an individual who actually had at that point a chance of winning the Democratic nomination, he was going to step back 
even though the media was on him and everything, and there were a lot of there were a lot of elements in the country, a lot of political elements in the country that were more than happy to see Buttigieg get burnt down. There were a lot of Christian conservative organizations. I'm not saying all Christian conservatives are like this, but I'm saying a lot of them didn't really like Buttigieg because of mm-hmm. his homosexuality, Franklin Graham, et cetera, et cetera. There were plenty of them, listen to me, that wanted to see Buttigieg fall. And yet you're saying that his fam- that familial pressure and everything is what caused him to recant, not the fact that in this very suspicious, very haphazard done case, that is absolutely nothing is corroborated. The story itself is pretty ridiculous. You're saying that it was familial pressure. That was familial pressure that made him recant, not what he claims. Familial, you familial pressure from that, that was brought about and and, and catalyzed. And you literally by just yeah the left wing media and left wing activists. That's right, but oh, by harassment. Hey, buddy, don't use those buzzwords on, on with me, please. Those buzzwords don't work. What I would mean, you like this, me to call them? That's what that's what left wing act left left wing activists. Because not all activists. media, because not all media are left wing. But right not wing even, watch, right wing watch is, and the Daily Beast is. You can admit that Salon is okay. You okay? Okay. This is this is this is equivocation. This is when you use a a certain. So you're saying left wing media, right wing watch is a startup organization. Made by an independent new media journalist, Slate.com funded is by George not- Soros. Funded by George uh, Soros. Uh, Let's uh, be clear about that. that. That's, it's that's a Soros-funded operation. Okay, no, it's true. You can you can follow the the 990s. You can follow the nonprofit disclosures. It's a misnomer. It's it, Jacob. Jacob. It's a misnomer to say that since something is funded by someone, they must be already t- tainted. It's like that's a misnomer. That's a not hominem attack. We're not going to do that here. Okay. Well, here's what I'm saying. Those are not mainstream. Those are not "quote unquote" mainstream media. Those are very well known on the media bias chart, left wing leaning sources. You're basically trying to paint the press in general, the overall press, as a enclave of a liberal propaganda. In your in your words, that is seeking and conspiring to destroy conservative thought, and that's just not true. That is enclave, illogical. Not, not just that, but an enclave of lying liberal goblins that would go so far as to defend oh, Jeffrey Epstein. You saw what ABC did. They defended Epstein. So let's not play games here. The left-wing media is a malicious enemy of the people, which is which is really and truly willing so to help me understand. protect the, the interests of the left. So so let's take this into a thought, a thought experiment, okay? Let's just do this. So let's say that I have a set of pretzels, okay? And I have four pretzels. Now, those pretzels are the same type of pretzels, but one of them happens to be a little bit darker at the bottom of it. Would it be reasonable for me as a prudent individual, as a rational individual, to extrapolate from that single pretzel that all the other pretzels I have, the other three pretzels I have, are all tainted, spoiled, and nasty because one pretzel that looked just like them, that had the same texture like them, barring the little burnt mark at the bottom, had a problem with it. Is that logical in your opinion? Because that's precisely what you're asking me to do when you no, when you cite a single... No, you, you know, you, you, let me finish. Let me finish. You cite a single example from ABC. A single example, which I, I'm not even entirely sure if I would even chug it up to malicious uh, uh, cover-up as I would just journalistic cautiousness. Because if you've taken a journalism course or if you know about journalism, journalists have a code of ethics we're supposed to follow. And so there are a lot of stories like these, especially in the new media era, where a lot of uh, – we, we call it infotainment in journalism schools. Infotainment is passed out. And so editors are not naturally apprehensive with 
pushing forward information like that, like Epstein. But eventually, it be, they they, unless they apologize. It's a, unless it's they against recanted. a right winger like Kavanaugh, oh, in which case they throw uh, it out there. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, first of all, Christine Blasey Ford had a testimony in front of a front of Congress, and she had. What seemed to be a credible, sto- a credible story, of course there was no due process, no corroboration, but she was not just some random person that you and Mr. Berkman pulled off the street to go and verify no, something. No. She was she, someone – so she, she, was, was she was thoroughly – she was, she was thoroughly she, she, recruited. She was vetted, uh, uh, and she was an have, operative. She's a left-wing was, operative. You have no evidence for that. Why do you make well, – Jacob uh, – here, because everyone knows it's true. It, outside of no. the liberal bubble in New York City, everyone knows this is true. Or, or Washington, yes. D.C., everyone knows this is true. Okay. Really? So you're telling me that everyone in New York City and Washington, D.C., especially in the media, think the same. I mean, spend one time in the offices of CNN or Fox, and you will know people don't think the same there. They There they, are a they, divergence of opinions there. They'll they'll argue over uh, what what flavor of soy latte they prefer, but largely on the main on the main political issues, dude, they're on the same page. They're of no, one no, mind. No, no, they're dude, of one mind, dude, 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 man. Here's what here's what hurts so much. You clearly have talent. You clearly have the ability to do something with the political operative skills that you have accumulated. But yet, you decide to go accuse Anthony Fauci of things. You decide to go accuse Warren of things. Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg. Uh, you decide to go concoct all of these smears, and then to use half-baked political talking points to try to push them forward, and then to literally and seriously tell me, tell me, and tell any rational person that we have a Me Too standard, and therefore that's what we're going to use. You expect people. You don't expect to take you seriously. You expect to make a point, but your point, and I'm trying to tell you this, brother, your point is being minimized, diluted, and destroyed by the methodology you use to forward it. I get what you're trying to say. You'll never admit it because that's that's part of the, the character. You're playing a character. I get what you're trying to say, but your point is diluted and it is not really working. You have to pursue what you're trying to pursue, honestly, there are plenty of conservative activists that pursue their work honestly. It is not honest to come out every single month with these outlandish claims to try to claim, try to besmirch and destroy the characters of people simply because there is a pernicious standard in public discourse that you dislike. You are no better than the Me Too people if you do that. None. You are no better. So why do you do this? And I'm not well, trying to I, be like harsh said, on you. I, like said, I'm I trying mean, I, to understand what's going on here. M- Minneapolis is in the news now. Minneapolis is in the news, of course. I went there a little more than a year ago and filmed a documentary wherein I accused Ilhan Omar of marrying her brother mm-hmm. and put forth all of the proof. Which and is a debunked and false it, claim. No, it's proven. It's, it's been proven no, it's by not. her hometown no, newspaper. No, it's not. The Star Tribune confirmed no, all it's of her not. reporting. You guys have she won't even name her story. siblings. She won't even name her siblings to the Associated <laughs> Press. And well, well, first, I, don't, I don't even know if that's true in the first place. So I'm not going to. I'm not even going to entertain that. People can but look I do, up Star Tribune, New York but, Times. But AP, I do know. Well, okay. Well, for, first of all, well, no, New York Times has not confirmed this. New York Times actually has an article. And I could pull it up from you by one of their columnists debunking this conspiracy theory. I, the I one don't that you know about columnists, but uh, if you go to the non-opinion section, uh, you can you can see Ilhan Omar married her brother as part of a marriage no, uh, immigration fraud scheme. No, she did too. It's all proven. No, it's all out no, there. It's, no, it's not. No, it's people not. Can it's watch not a documentary importing no, no, it's not. Okay, why don't you want to engage with people's ideas? Why because do you rely on ad hominem attacks? Why do you rely on on logical necromancy, on dark wizardry of the of, of language and of the mind to engage these folks? Why do you do this? 
You think it's funny? Dark it's not wizardry. funny. Dark it's, wizardry. It's, it's what it is. Let me explain that term. You are using so the language is a powerful tool, as you know, as you know, especially Evan. It's a powerful tool, and that tool is able to imprint itself upon reality and change things and shape things. It shapes narratives. Language has literally controlled the course of history for the past two hundred years. When you use language in a bad way, when you misuse it, you're you're engaging what I call wizardry due to the magic, the not magical, but the magnificent effect. That language has on people. So why are you engaging in that kind of foolishness as opposed to engaging with ideas? Ilan Omar is someone who I do not agree with. But why don't you simply just come out and attack her socialist policies? Why do you have to assassinate her character? What's going on here, Jacob? Well, I, I believe the accusations as to Ilhan Omar. I believe them. I, no, you and, don't. And, yeah, I do. And I, I would I would sooner uh, I would sooner uh, fall on my own sword than admit otherwise. I truly believe that she married her brother. But you fall on your own I've, sword several times. I've, I've put I've put uh, the proof forward in a documentary, and of course, you know, if if all of these things were false, if they were truly smears, they are. You know, you know one would think that we'd have been sued by now. There's not been any lawsuits. Not not well, not well, a well, well. Okay, first of all, first of all, first of all. Um, so just because you haven't been sued does not mean what you're saying is tr- is false. So like many people understand, and you should especially understand, and Mr. Berkman especially understand this. I'm sure he does understand this. I mean, I, I hear he's a, I hear, I hear he, I hear he claims he's a lawyer, although it's hard to tell sometimes. George you should Tom understand. Law, uh, you, class, you, should, yeah. uh, you should understand. Well, he doesn't act like it. You should understand that lawsuits are more than just filling out a piece of paper and making a few claims and filing to the courts. Now, lawsuits take a, a, lot, a lot of resources, a lot of time. In the case of a lot of people you have accused, a lot of high profile people you have accused, it takes a lot of resources and a lot of media attention. And guess what? In the middle of a presidential campaign or the middle of an investigation, like you've accused uh, or in the middle of a pandemic, you have a huge topology of things. People don't have the don't want to use their resources and their precious time dealing with this petulant nonsense, with this whispers in the air. So just because you have not been sued does not mean you're validated. In fact, they probably would validate you if you were sued. It's the Streisand effect. So don't don't give me that, dude. I'm trying. Look, listen. I want to understand why are you doing this. And, you know, one of the things that people should understand is unlike a lot of people on the right and unlike a lot of people, in fact, on the left and on many sides, uh, I don't claim to be a journalist, Christian. I am a partisan. I am a right wing partisan. I'm not a journalist. Let's let's remember something here. You you, you literally just called yourself a right wing partisan. That's what I am. so, So you just first you said. That's you and Mr. Berkman or the or the pontiffs, the purveyors, the emissaries, the shamans of the Me Too standard, which is a standard you don't like very much. And we know we can look, go back and look at your past comments. You think it's disgusting. It has a, it has but a you, role in politics, but there's no denying uh, it has a role in politics. Oh, oh, I didn't say – but that's, that, that, those are two different things though. So if you, you, can, you can hate something but still acknowledge it's important. I mean we do it all the time. So, uh, but no, you literally, you two are the emissaries of that kind of thing, but you understand and you know that it's not good. So you're using these ridiculous accusations to make, to try to put holes in that. But look, me too. This is too, your theory anyway. This is your theory. This is well, your theory. Well, I, I, I think there's evidence for it. I think, I think there is, I think there's evidence for it. This is, this, this is what I think. Although it is kind of satirical and borderline, uh, you know, it's borderline clownish when someone says, Yes, we are going to use a Me Too standard. <laughs> to, 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 uh, we're, we're, we're going to skip. We're, we're, we're going to neglect the hundreds of years of judicial precedent. We're going to neglect due process, which we claim is in peril. 
This is important. You claim it's in peril. And we're going to use a third standard, one that is liberated from due process, one that is liberated from the judicial standards that our founders ensured or that common law ensured were put into place. And we're going to use what amounts to a smear campaign to win. So not only do you contradict yourself, watch me, you contradict yourself by saying you want due process, but then saying we don't care about due process. You also expose precisely what you're trying to critique in a way you don't mean you don't mean to. So I think there's plenty of evidence here, my brother, that you are doing this satirically or tongue in cheek like, and you understand that, which is why whenever the media goes to your press conferences, what do they do? They laugh. Well, I think. Well, I think there's one thing that uh, that's important to point out. Maybe this will maybe this will clarify your thinking on all of this, and that is, you know, often people will ask. They'll say, "Why do you open up the press conference?" Uh, by leading the press and and whoever else is attending in the Pledge of Allegiance, why do you start off with a singing of the national anthem? There is a, there is a packaging element here. Of course, there's an element of of presentation of showmanship even uh, that is involved. But that's because if if you want attention, if you want to bring forth something that we feel is important and, and critical for the integrity really of the election system, uh, then you have to wrap it up in some element of showmanship, or or it won't right. get any play. So let me get this right. You are you are focused about the integrity of the in your words you just said to me the election system by a embracing a standard that you admitted a few moments ago neglects due process but has in but it's okay because in your words it has a role in politics. B engaging with very 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 you know not really credible people who themselves almost in every single case recant their accusations the moment they come out and see being trying to get the media to come to your your shows and performing in front of them only to have them laugh at you you think that is the best thing to do to heal not only the political divide in the nation but to ensure the health of our political system by engaging in in in, in, in nonsensical non-evidentiary based non-empirically based smears that's what you think is the best for our political system, Jacob. Do you, well, are you going to seriously say that to me? Uh, of, of course, of course, I, I, I take issue with the the the. Uh, the of course, you take issue with the way I formulated it, but, but I'll play along. And 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 essentially, oh, this is not a game, brother. Brother, this I, is I've, I've 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 never this is not I a game. Never, I've never Politics said that I'm trying to, to heal a political divide. Okay. I, I have no well, interest in healing any. No, political you said divide. about the health of our political system. That's what you That's said right. just now. And guess what? This is not a game for me. Politics is literally. Politics is literally the expression of the intent to be free or to not be free. That's what politics is denotatively, and it's ha- it happens collaboratively with an institution. That's what politics is. This is not. I'm not playing right now. This is not a game. Unlike you, Jacob, and unlike Mr. Berkman, respectively, this is not a game for me. The fires of truth burn within my heart. The passions of seeing America become what it was meant to be, an enclave of limited government, an enclave of natural rights flourishing. That's what this is about for me. This is not a game for me, my friend. So no, we're not playing right now. Everything I'm saying to you, I'm saying because it concerns me. I have seen your press conferences. I have seen your stories. It's worrying, man. It's worrying because you, you are so much better than this. The, you have- there is, there is no there. What you have to understand is what what is true anymore is not what is operative in the election system. In 2016, we had a situation where woman after woman kept coming out accusing the president, not the now president, then candidate uh, Trump, of sexual assault, and then it came out that these women, in the New York Times, as reported by 
uh, Matt uh, Goldstein, it came out that these that these women were paid by Gloria Allred and her daughter through uh, basically liberal cutout organizations to make these accusations. In some cases, they were paid six figures. Uh, uh, okay, so, so well, this is something that okay. this is something that happens. I mean, this is I don't this know. Is real life. Well, well, uh, oh yeah, it's real life, and you're part and you're part of the problem. You're doing it. You're literally doing this kind of stuff, brother. You're well, literally. I've never, for, I've never paid any accusers, and there's no well, proof that we ever uh, have. Several accusers have said you've paid, and, I, and I'm sure you and Mr. Berkman know how to how to conceal your your tracks. I'm sure. In fact, many so one accuser said that you guys operate on a cash only basis, so there is no record. So, uh, I uh, brother, I don't know your heart. Well, presumably, man. they could take pictures of cash and and, and prove it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, and then you could say, oh, that's how how you know that that cash is ours. I mean, is there a specific like demarcation point that says Jacob Wall paid you to do this? That listen, brother, I don't know what's on your heart, my friend. I don't. I'm not going to sit here and try to judge you or make an assertion like that. But I do know one thing. I do know the sum of what you are doing is fundamentally detrimental to the culture of truth or the culture of tr- that's, that's trying to preserve and restore truth into the American political system There's in this no country. I understand. There is, there is, there is a power. culture of truth. It is be no. Oh, are you Foucaultian? There, you have to are, understand. Are you are you, you, you Foucault, Jacob? You have you have one you have one party that wants to keep the Jacob. country locked inside and keep the country shut are down. You, are you a Foucaultian, Jacob? Are you a Foucaultian? We we don't need to go into complex. Uh, it's not complex. Michel Foucault, F- F- Michel Foucault is a very well known politi- political theorist. He's not complex at all. I mean, you t- you you learn him in a polit- a political science one on one class. He's not complex at all. Are you Foucaultian? Because you just basically postulated the idea. What I'm saying is that there's there's there is no there's no central cooperation in this country as to how political ends are formed. It doesn't exist. That's nonsense. There's only oh. power. There's only seats in Congress. There are only seats in the Senate. That's and awfully pure, and, and the country is purely partisan. That's what. Let you have me to ask. That. How do those seats in the? Okay. Oh, ho, 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 ho. You just made two very different claims there. You just said that there is no cooperative in the country. There is no organization within the country that manifests in the form of political power, political institutional power. Then you just said the country is partisan, which insinuates. That there are people because the country itself is not literally partisan. The people in the country are, unless you mean like the ground and everything. And you don't mean like that. I, I assume you don't mean that. I'm going to assume that you're more intelligent than that. That means the people in the country have gotten to a conclusion in which they hold that partisan viewpoint and they actively agitate towards it, which feeds their representatives into Congress and into the Senate. So you literally just contradict yourself there, brother. No, no, no. I think what yes. you're saying, and, and let me know if I'm wrong, but I think what you're trying to posit here is that Washington, D.C. is some sort of central clearinghouse for absolute truth and principles and no, the Constitution. I think, and you're, I, think you're, I think you're engaging in a straw man because you really can't beat what I actually said. What I actually said is that there is a culture of truth that is being diluted within our political discourse. There's no culture that of you, truth. There is, a, there is a culture of truth. It is not very big it is not very powerful because of agitators like you it is being diluted in our political discourse by actions like yours that's what i'm saying brother that's what i'm saying i'm not saying it's located in washington dc or it's located in camp david or it's located in california i'm saying that there is a spiritual ethereal you know amorphous culture that many americans have burning within their hearts to get to the truth of what's happening and it's being attacked and it's being constrained. It's being mobbed and destroyed by efforts like yours, which try to satirize the bad by embodying the bad. That is not a solution, Jacob. It's not. Look, I I don't unlike a lot of people, I don't see you as a villain. I see you as someone. 
who is a very smart guy, but who is doing things the wrong way. So I will ask again, why do you do this? Or let me ask you a better question. Do you see yourself as an emissary of tr- uh, as an emissary of truth or an emissary of what is morally correct? And if so, what makes you think that throughout the entire time you've been doing this kind of stuff, that you're actually achieving the goals that an emissary of truth or an emissary of ethical correctness would be achieving? What makes you think that? Well, so answer the first question first, and answer the last question. And then, we'll, well, then I'll be yeah. I'll, I'll make it simple and, and answer both fairly promptly. And and frankly, the truth is that I don't see myself as some sort of pope and some sort of uh, adversary of what is what is morally correct or or some sort of uh, moral tentpole for the nation. Then why do you do this? That way. Then why do you do this? I like I said, I'm a right wing partisan, and I'm transparent about that. Unlike many. Unlike many in the in the newsrooms of the New York Times who are in fact left wing partisans, but fail to admit it or even realize it in in many cases, Jacob, they're not even self aware enough to realize it. You you can be a partisan without being dishonest. I don't think I'm dishonest. You don't. No. You and you genuinely think that a Me Too standard is not only a viable, but a ethically correct standard by which to predicate accusations upon. Uh, yeah, you bet. You bet. It's it's a standard which exists. It's a standard which, and is, yet, seen, which is seen people from, from both sides, really from both know. sides. I didn't had, ask had you their, that, brother. Boots hung up. Didn't ask you that, my brother. Didn't ask you that. I asked you if you, Jacob Wall, view the Me Too standard as an ethically and morally correct standard by which to evaluate accusations. Yes or no, brother? Oh, it, well, if it were up to me, if it were up to me, there'd be no Me Too standard. Okay. But at the beginning of my podcast, you literally told me that you and Mr. Berkman are the purveyors of a Me Too standard and that that standard the is what you are using. Are, we're the authorities uh, on that Yes. Standard. And so, and you, and you proudly stand in that. Just like, also, just like you, you can be the authorities, you can be the authority on infectious disease and not be an advocate for infectious disease. Oh, sh- oh, sure, oh, sure. But what what, what made you the authority? Well, for, well, first of all, you uh, you you ideally wouldn't be an advocate for infectious disease. You'd be an advocate of a way to cure those infectious diseases. Correct? How are you trying to cure? This is funny. How are you trying to cure the Me Too mentality when you literally just told me you are embodying it and you're using it in your accusations? How I are you fixing the problem by becoming degree, part of the problem? To How, a large degree, we've brother? cured. To a large degree, we have cured the problem no, because every every time something comes out, every time something comes out, people now wonder: Is it true? Whereas, so you're telling before me. Jacob Bull and Jack Berkman came out. Everyone just believed everything. And if you were Charlie Rose and some woman had a vague story about maybe you showed her your genitals, maybe you didn't, you had to be castigated and removed from public life. Not anymore. Not so, anymore. That's so, not the way so, it works. And you, and so, and so basically you're saying that you guys use the Me Too standard to put to destroy actual credible or possibly credible Me Too accusations, and that's a good thing, which would insinuate – that every single claim you've made, Jacob, every single allegation you've made, Jacob, has been to make a political point and not to actually reflect the truth of what happened. I no, think 
no, you no, just no. Im- oh brother you just admitted that no it's not what i just what i said what i said what i said my friend you submitted what i said is that people look upon what we bring forth with skepticism as they should and they should also look at everything that comes forth in the vein of me you just took credit for intense scrutiny of me too and you basically just said yeah before us the, I mean, everyone was running wild. The barbarians were smashing the city. But now people are a little bit wiser because of us, which insinuates that you were trying to make a political point with your accusations. Does it not? Uh, it no, no, I I don't think so. I don't think Brother, so. I don't think Jacob. so. I mean, obviously, there's there's always if you're bringing something forth against a politically charged figure or a politician, of course, there's a there's okay. a, a political right. element. But uh, uh, no, no, not inherently. Not, not, not inherent. Not, not. It does not have to be a. There has not. There does not have to be a political element on behalf of the accusers. There may be a political consequence. Does not. Does not have to be a political element. Anyway, Jacob, listen. Thank you. I'm not sure if you've had interviews like this, in I mean, in your in your speaking tour the past 15 days, but I appreciate that you've come on my show to talk to me about this. Well, Christian, it's 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 been a lot of fun, and and what I would tell you, and what I would stress, and people should know, is that this does not begin and end with Jack Berkman and I. Oh, I, I, hope it, I, I, I hope to God it. I hope to God it does much deeper. I hope to and, God it does. Uh, my brother. And uh, you know, and of course, if people if people enjoy if people enjoy what I have, of course, they can tune in to Man Up with Jacob Bull on Censored oh, TV. Okay. Jacob, I I care about you a lot, my friend. I care about every human being in this country. But you have to pursue this differently. You have to. You have to, brother. I, I get your point. I understand you that you you mourn the fact that there are people who are who, whose entire lives can be destroyed by a single accusation. But you do not beat that mentality by becoming emissaries, by becoming avatars of that mentality. You don't do that, brother. You just don't. So well, we'll 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 have to uh, agree to disagree, uh, Christian. And uh, it's it's uh, oh, Jacob, it's too um, bad. <laughs> certainly is well jacob thank you so much and everyone thank you for listening as always folks please stay pensive <laughs>